Monsters and welcome to Caffeinated Monsters, your bi-weekly comedy horror podcast. I'm your host, Faith, of all, as always, and we've got Joan with us today. Hello! Yes, my beautiful wife is helping me out with this one this week. And uh, yeah, we're doing a film review of a movie called Gatlop, which was released in uh, 2022, which is a comedy horror available on Amazon Prime. It's uh, highly reviewed on a lot of things, and yeah, I just I, I, I really recommend people watch it because it's just a really good laugh. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a horror film though; it's more it's more comedy than horror. Yeah, I think it. You know, it, it was sort of advertised as a comedy horror, but it's more a comedy with the odd horror element. I'm gonna have to give spoilers on this one, so if anyone wants to watch it. Stop the episode now, sit down and watch it. You can see it on your own, in a group, as a couple. I think it's suitable for pretty much any any type of viewing situation. Yeah, I think when we started to watch it... I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the sort of creepy board game um, sort of trope anyway. Um, but after watching it, we definitely decided that this was a little bit like... I mean, obvious comparison is Jumanji... Um, but what was it we we said this film was uh Jumanji meets the hangover yeah so it's you know it it's got the the definitely the board game element but also you know a group of friends just getting drunk and I, I would say having a good time but I'm not quite sure that's <laughs> starts out as a good time <laughs> then absolute mayhem so the story is uh, mischief leads to mayhem when four friends play a drinking game that forces them to face their inner demons. They soon realise that if they can't come together to win the game by sunrise, they'll be forced to play for eternity in hell. Yeah, I think it, you know, it, it definitely, all of the characters were introduced really well. You've got this group of very high-flying um LA professionals um, and I think it, it's great it, you know the the film starts off with a very in my opinion healthy dose of cynicism uh, from Paul uh, the character Paul who's just very disillusioned he's divorcing his ex-wife who plays uh, quite a, well a, a larger film uh, sorry a larger role in the film than I, I thought um, this is oh, just this brilliant scene. It's not even really, you know, well before they get to the game where he just absolutely rips into this couple buying his house. Literally just saying about how um, life in LA, you say it has been like this beautiful thing. You think, oh, if I meet such and such celebrity, like if you do certain things that might get you to meet like really cool people and yeah, you find out that it, like you learn the hard way that it actually is just all an illusion that it's literally just garbage essentially i think it, it i probably found it a little bit funnier that um you know they're like oh yeah you know we this house would be perfect for a family and he's just like yeah you think you're going to be able to afford to raise a family in la and i think he just it was really refreshing to see this you know lovey dovey oh this is going to be perfect for us just absolutely flattened like absolutely not and as a consequence of that you know they don't buy the house he sort of you know it kicks off with his with his ex and then the you know the the group of friends who are sort of estranged from each other you know they've you know they were 
or friends when they were younger and sort of I won't say grew up because I think they were young adults when they when they met. When they met but um, yeah, you know, they've drifted apart. You know, become very career focused, life focused, and this this night that the film establishes is. To be honest, it's not even set up as a last hurrah, was it? They were all kind of not forced into it, but. You know the the uh, was it Sam the career yeah the woman. Uh, yeah the woman that's kind of has an um, that the partner that she works with and she's like a a workaholic essentially yeah sort of a, I don't know what you'd call like a promoter or a, like an executive type you know very very high flying career driven mm. which was lovely to see actually you know very successful at what she does. Um, but as a consequence of that, you know, she shuns, well, her friends, as, as you later find out, her family, you know, everything suffers because she puts it all into her work. Yeah, I like seeing that you can see, like, in the beginning of the film, like, these are their personality traits, mm. this is what they're trying to, like, work towards. Mm. But you see throughout the film why these things have happened, why they've kind of, like, they explore what's happened throughout their lives in yeah. in the time that since they've seen each other. It sort of I think it kind of humanizes the, the you know, it makes them very relatable, the characters. I mean so many you know, I've seen so many films that I just either the backstories aren't explored enough or the characters are just so bland that you're like, I don't know your name, I don't care what happens to you. It's um no, it was nice to see. Yeah, it was nice seeing characters where you can kind of go, I don't want any harm to come to you. Yeah, you're kind of rooting for, or at least I was kind of rooting for them. I mean, I was I was expecting, um, again, spoilers, you know, I was expecting at least one of them to meet a rather nasty demise. Um, but again, it was very, well, it was different to have that kind of film where actually everyone... I won't say came out unscathed, but... Uh, <laughs> I took an hour to knee once. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. You know, I, I spent goodness knows how long in hell, but I'm absolutely fine. Um, but uh, anyway, do you want to tell our lovely listeners about the, uh, the juicy bits? Yeah, let's get into it. So as the game goes along, you find out with... Uh, so the rules of the game is literally... Don't lie, don't skip your turn, and like don't pretty much don't try and cheat because the game will it's it, it knows, yeah, it's kind of it's almost like it's sentient. Like when you uh, it's literally a case of you move spaces depending on how uh, the number on the dice you roll, and you have to pick a card so it can, uh, the cards change depending on who's answering the questions when they um things start getting really weird when they start to when the questions on cards become so specific, they're like, you must be kidding me. Like, like yeah. when Cliff, like the, the drunk of the group, essentially like picks a card and asks Sam, what's the real reason why you uh, work so much? Mm. And she's like, Cliff, like... Like, get out of here. Like, sort your shit out, mate. Like, what's actually on the card? And they actually look at what's on there and it's like, um, what? But it's when the... Um, Someone picks a card for Cliff that says, "Oh no, it's uh, a card for the group saying that asking them if you could tell someone to go fuck themselves, who would it be?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and they do like this big thing where um, like each person says it and then Cliff goes, gets his answer and he's like almost like this big moment where it's almost like a orchestra sort of music and he's just like really into it and he starts like going I tell Claire such and stuff to go fuck herself <laughs> and that and oh we just hear this scream in the bathroom and they're all like uh what was that? <laughs> they what? all like run to the other room and they see like there's women holding a baby in the shower. <laughs> I have to say, uh, when when that sort of you know that line came out, there was a little bit of me that wondered if do you remember that scene from Wishmaster where the guy wishes the same thing on his lawyer? Oh god, yeah, I've, uh, that's become a core memory for me. It's, <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because I saw that scene that scene when I was very young and it just kind of stuck sticks with me. And I'm like, I just hear the crunching. <laughs> and I obviously so for for those of you that haven't seen uh, the Wishmaster, great great film. Go go and watch it. There's a, a scene you know where a wish is essentially twisted. And someone wishes that their lawyer would go fuck themselves for screwing them over. Um, but in this case, the lawyer literally does that and sort of folds in half or folds in ways that should a person should never be folded. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, do you want to do you want to carry on? Yeah. Uh, uh, what was it? The um... well, she appears in the in the bathroom. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. This is when the, um, Sam and Troy have. Um, what was it? One of the uh, cards said. Hold the hand with the person on your left, and they have to hold hands, and the hands like get stuck together. But and when when Claire's still in the bathroom, yeah, they have to they have to see the the card prompt through. So until um, Cliff sort of screams, "Go fuck yourself!" at Claire, she disappears in a puff of smoke and goes back to her presumably her house. But that the house in the game where they're playing the game has made it. Um, so that they can't they can't escape, and when they open, they can see outside, but when they open the windows, they're kind of in this void. Yeah, so it's almost like another dimension. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, you were saying about the other card prompt. But yeah, it's just it, the hands being stuck together because they think that they're that the other person's just like gripping for dear life. It's just really funny, and it's like it's when they realise, oh, we're actually stuck together. Mm. it's just I don't know I kind of think it's a little bit I don't know if wholesome is the right word so the film definitely it, it when I say it has a kind of moral angle it very much focuses on like you can win the game but you have to be honest with yourself you have to be honest with your friends and it's kind of like a almost a, a little bit of a journey of self-discovery for these characters that have used you know, whatever means necessary to hide sort of from, you know, their themselves or and it, it it just forces everyone to to confront it, you know, and like you were saying when they when their hands are stuck together and they have to sort of be honest and they can unstick themselves. Mm. Should mention as well that the um the naming of the film, so Gatlop, it it's mentioned in the film it's actually a Swedish word that means gauntlet, which was quite interesting that you, you would have to, you know, run the gauntlet. Yeah, and the, uh, Cliff mentions in the game about what the name means and like, oh yeah, legend had it, has it that like, no one's ever won. Yeah, foreshadowing at its finest. <laughs>
but yeah it's um and obviously there's you know there's a time limit on all of these tasks that takes place i mean you know if they're still playing when the sun comes up then they presumably all go to hell and and, and play the game but i think it's nice i think it really helps with the pacing of the film yeah it's i think it's that sort of that feeling of having your friends get together and like we talk about like when we used to go to like house parties and sort of like just we used to go to like Aldi or Lidl and just like raid the alcohol section snacks and then go to someone's house and just absolutely wreck the place and wake up the next morning like what the hell just happened and we look back on things like that and think you know what I'd love to do that again and just see these old friends I think it's it definitely taps into that feeling of wow we've re- we've actually grown up a bit since we've done this let's do this again because it's it's going back to times where it was almost simpler for them. Yeah, and the film definitely plays with that. I mean, Cliff has got this sort of old Polaroid photo wall, um, which I thought was really nice. And it the film itself uses flashbacks. Uh, done well, I think I have to say. I, there was never a flashback that I was just like, oh, come on, this again. I think it works within the context of the film. Um, you know, where they... You know, it, you know, they will look at a photo together and then it will sort of show you the the context in which that photo was taken. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you feel about that? I, I liked that. I like it's like um again, it's that nostalgia when you go go to the wall and just see how they all were and how the house used to look and how they used to party together and the lives they had before they kind of like split off. Hmm. It was just, it was nice. I liked how it was framed. I liked how it showed the characters' personalities from like then to now. Yeah, I think it also showed, you know, their vulnerabilities. I mean, the the watch I call it the the body swap scene. Oh God, yeah, like you have to figure out. Uh, Sam and Troy need have like this card where it says, uh, "See what it's like from someone else's perspective," and they switch bodies. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't. I don't know why. I don't know what I was expecting from that that card prompt. I thought maybe I don't know someone would shrink or I don't know. And um, I mean that was. I think that was well done. Yeah. Just the the way it was filmed, um, sort of the lip syncing. Oh, definitely, because that's really difficult to do in films. Apparently, to actually get like the the mouth movements just right with mm. the audio. Mm, I thought that was done really well. I like the fact that each uh, when they switch bodies, they the actors did really well with having the other characters' mannerisms as mm. well, like the way they were sitting and the, what they do with their hands. Mm. Yeah, it was very uh, very believable. Mm. I think, and as you say, we had a, we had an arrow to the knee. Yeah. Oh God, that was yeah. That was the um, charades. Oh God. Yeah, because uh, they uh, the card was uh, act out your favourite movie and Paul had to like act it out but because he it's his favourite movie was Apocalypto which he said was too difficult to act out so he acts out Star Wars instead yeah because he knew that it would be easy for everyone to understand that one but uh, it was when someone gets shot and they'll someone gets shot with an arrow from the film yeah and they're like what the hell where did that come from and they sort of figure out that, oh, if Paul hadn't moved out of the way from where he was sitting, mm. he would have been shot with the arrow instead. But mm. Cliff's the one that gets shot in the leg by the arrow. Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for Cliff throughout the 
the film. I mean, he's sort of presented as this, he's a little, you know, he's kind of the stoner character of the film, but he's really quite well-meaning. You know, he's he's quite, uh, he's very loyal. Um, and he, he just gets all of the crap. Yeah, it's... Usually if you're like the drunk person in the group, usually it's because something horrible has happened or you've you've not had the best time in life. But in this, like, like you said, it's because he's very loyal and he didn't know... Like, I don't think he really has that sort of like... I think he's happy where he is in life, but I think because he drinks so much, it's just kind of like... It's caused a lot of issues with, with him personally. Well, he's just sort of perpetually trying to live the the party lifestyle that they had at the start of the film yeah but yeah i mean i like him as a character like he's well uh the actor did a, a lovely job of him mm. and he is genuinely nice like he's actually pleasant when he talks to his friends and he's like come on let's have let's have a party like we used to and it's just kind of it like in some of the flashbacks from Polaroid and you see oh this is why he's really quiet about certain situations and you figure out why Troy is um that like he kind of oh what was it he kind of like sidesteps a question in one of the cards like oh what's your biggest regret oh yeah because he saw uh so Paul's then wife Alice cheat on him with Troy well kind of yeah, she snogs him, and because and um, Troy is upset because him and Sam broke up like the day before. Yeah, and sort of Cliff's seen. He sort of walks into a room by accident, sees this, but then doesn't say anything. Just gets absolutely trashed, and then and then feels bad because he wants to say something to Paul, but he doesn't want Paul to hate the rest of the group because of what's happened. Mm-hmm. But very very clever. I mean, we've you know any is there anything that you you know we've mentioned some things that we like what would you say you didn't like or or i don't know just could could have been done differently and work better i'm not sure i mean i really i like the film as a whole hmm. i like the fact that at the end that paul wasn't like a dick to ex- to his ex-wife when he's like oh yeah i need to sign the divorce papers still yeah, but I mean, I think because he knows karma's kind of when it's course. Come, come around for. Her. That, I thought that was a, a good, a good ending. I mean, I'm you know me. I'm a bit of a, a stickler for logic and things. Were you know working how they should, and there was definitely a point in the film where Sam had got another card and she was sort of watching they were all watching the last conversations she had with her mum yeah because her prompt is uh oh yeah sam finished this finished the sentence yeah and she can't do it but there's no punishment for her no there's a little timer a little sand timer that the game flips over every time they draw a card which as i say keeps the pacing very well um but yeah the, the timer ran out and you know nothing Nothing really happened. And I was like, oh. Whether or not because she'd started to, you know, cry and explain, I, I don't know. But I, I would have expected some, you know, otherworldly comeuppance. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether it's like her almost reliving that situation, like last conversation with her mum on the phone, was like punishment enough because it was. 
that's the reason why she works so much now and like doesn't really have that much of a social life is because she just feels guilty yeah yeah and also i was a little bit like so when um they had to the group had to come up with a punishment for paul and i think group punishment in films can well either work or or not work Mm. and they acknowledged that you know they had to come up with a punishment that was fitting but not over the top um and you know anger of course comes into it and uh paul ends up going to hell only briefly you know he comes back and he's all singed and a bit red and his t-shirt's got holes in it Um, which i thought was very you know that, that was a nice touch um, but he didn't seem to be particularly haunted by his experience. I think, I don't know whether he just went into, like, shutdown mode or something, or if he was like, yeah, I don't want to go there, can we please finish this game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that was, like, his main focus after dealing with that, I think it was just a bit of shell shock for a bit. <laughs> there, there was quite a, I say quite a bit, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, but, you know, the... the because of the dynamic of the friend group, you know, someone would draw a card, someone would say something or have to do something, and then there'd be a big squabble about it. And you're like, come on, guys, literally, the sun is coming up, finish the goddamn game. Stop arguing, stop dicking about with, like, it doesn't matter if you hate what they've just said, like, let's deal with it later and let's all just make sure we live. Yeah, that that was a little bit annoying after a while because I think it was, it's that instinct of, I'm trying to think of how to explain it. Like if you're so set in your ways, it's difficult to sort of admit to what is an issue for you. Hmm. Like with Sam, like her not being able to say what that conversation was, Troy not being able to like admit his biggest regret, and I mean Cliff tells a, a woman holding a baby to go fuck herself and gets an arrow to the leg. So I think he, he gets a, a big brunt of the problem. Mm. But I do, I do like the character dynamics between them all. To me, that was believable. Mm. But yeah, like you said, the squabbling was a bit annoying. Like Every time something happened, people would be like, oh, just fuck you, fuck this, just beer, 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 beer. Although, <laughs> you know, the game, you know, the game would be in progress and it would be sort of... The film would kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, oh, crap, you know, we need to hurry up. It's three in the morning. We've only got, you know, two hours to finish it or whatever. And then there'd be almost a period where that seemed to be forgotten. And they'd just, you know, squabble or chat or talk about, you know, go and look at the photo wall. And then it's like the game would be like, oh, yeah, oh, you know, let's, yeah, you're all going to die soon. And then there'd be a mass panic of, oh, you know, we need to get this done, we need to get this done, we need to get this done. And it would sort of go, I, th- I think, follow that hurry, no hurry pattern. Yeah. It was There was no, like, urgency of, we're literally going to go to hell and play this for eternity. Like, if we don't get this done, we'll all suffer forever. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a lot worse than hell. <laughs> so can we please just get this done? <laughs> I mean, not, you know, not a lot of, not, well, not really much gore or anything like that. But what do you, what are your thoughts on, you know, the effect? I thought the effects are decent. Yeah, it was... It was a low-budget film. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, like, when we looked into a bit more information on this one, you saw that it was, it would have been a franchise if it had a, a bigger budget. I mean, I, I'm not sure if that's the, you know, that might be the plan. 
for the film. But yeah, I mean, any sort of any comments on on effects? You know, from from the blood, from the arrow to the puff of smoke that people kept disappearing in. Yeah, the smoke was a little bit like low budget, but I I get it. Like sometimes if you you do have a bit of low budget, you kind of have to work with what you can get your hands on. But the smoke puff parts were a bit like okay then oh, I can I can oversee that that's yeah it was one of those things that I think because you knew what kind of film you were going into you didn't really mind I didn't mind anyway no I didn't I mean the arrow to the leg bit was a bit was was funny it was just and the um like the effects for it were like getting because they didn't show it going into his leg they just heard the sound of it and then you're like you see it in the leg like oh my god <laughs> yeah i mean it you know like you said it wasn't meant for the leg and it would have probably ended up in paul's head probably head or shoulder that's the other thing i couldn't quite work out was should the actors have been punished more harshly by the game but was it pure coincidence that these things kept you know missing or or was that just i'm not sure i mean i don't know whether it's coincidence because paul did move or, or was it a case of like it's almost like a warning shot like by the way you should have like why didn't you do Apocalypto because it was your favourite film and then it was the bit when they started to realise oh yeah there'd be punishment for everyone in the group if they don't punish mm. Paul mm. and they're thinking like are we all going to get shot with arrows next <laughs> it's just that thought of oh dear god but yeah the effect with the arrow to the knee I wasn't a massive fan of the smoke, but like I said, I could quite happily just look past that. But the the bit where they were when the sun started rising up and they all sort of like moving around the part of the apartment because Cliff uh, has his fingers over the edge of the sofa and the the sun started rising up and it touches uh, the sun touches fingertips. Yeah. And it burnt him. And he's like, ah oh, shit, we need to finish this, and like, they're all like moving around the apartment so they don't get singed by the sunlight. The green sunlight. Yeah. The evil green sunlight. So why is it always green? It's like smoke effects in games. Like why is it always green? <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, I mean, we said, yeah, it's comparable to Jumanji, but I think directly, you know, it, um, I mean, another film that I'm, you know, I'm a fan of, uh, Beyond the Gates. Oh, yes, that was a good film. So, you know, that's the, a similar, you know, board game, horror, you know, all eternity, you'll all die kind of uh, kind of film um, and I think this, the effects are quite similar in them yeah because um, that was more of, um, uh, Beyond the Gates was more of a nostalgia thing because it looked more of um, it was that 80s sort of vibe to it yeah where it was like almost like not ultraviolet colour scheme I'm not sure yeah I remember there being a lot of pink or purple yeah and a lot of um, but they use a lot of practical effects in that film as well and like board game logic yeah i recommend watch people watch that one as well like if you want more comedy go for gatlop if you want more horror go for like um uh beyond the gate mm. there's a, there's another film i think it can be uh, compared to which i haven't seen yet um called dave made a maze and that seems to be in the same sort of game genre oh yeah i think that's on netflix at the moment actually so I think I'm going to have to check that out and just see where, where Gatlop fits 
mm. um, into all that. But I mean, I think it had a you know had a really good run time. It was what was it about ninety minutes? Yeah, it didn't overstay its welcome. No, I think everything was nice. You know, nicely paced, like we said, and it it had a nice ending. You know, everything was tied up. Yeah, Paul ends up getting uh, signs to divorce papers. Cliff finally goes to the hospital and gets his like, singed fingers fixed and his leg bandaged and stuff. <laughs> and there's a, a nice bit of uh, a nice bit of revenge that Paul takes on his ex-wife's former lover. Yeah, the um... the Frenchman Andre. Ugh, yeah, scummy lad he is. Ugh, bit, I say lad. <laughs> bit of a sleazy guy. Yeah, just. Uh, but is presented so they they complete the game obviously they can box it up and leave and uh, Paul takes the board game round to um, Andre's house for his well enjoyment and that of his guests yes his kind of sex party thing I think he's doing yeah I'm not quite sure what was going on there but it although you know it it was a bit a bit cruel in hindsight I think it was a fitting finale for the film it fitted with the tone of the film oh definitely like imagine that lot trying to figure out how to play it all together and hell together i'm really curious what some of the uh, what the cards would be for that lot <laughs> i don't know i mean you didn't didn't really get a feel for the characters yeah. and i think because it was so well person specific but yeah i would absolutely recommend it was an easy watch you know you you could sort of I won't say dip in and out of it, but it was a very nice... You, you knew exactly what you were getting. Yeah, that's what it says on the tin. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's got quite a, a high approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It was just sitting at 80%, wasn't it? Yeah. I've only, I've only seen a couple of places where the rating wasn't that great. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, really high score. Um, what was it? Mobbedly Beautiful. Uh, they rated it really high as well. It was like 4.5 out of 5 stars. Hmm. And they did a really good article on that as well, which is really nice. I think, you know, for fans of the that kind of horror board game genre, I know that's very niche, but... Uh, oh, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely worth the watch. I would like to do a board game-based episode at some point, because there's quite a few now. Okay. So I literally just had had that thought then. <laughs> I had a spicy brain moment, that's all. But yeah, definitely recommend Gatlop. I think if it, um, if I ever get around to doing another movie and have a bigger budget, I'll be up for watching a sequel. Yeah, I'd be quite happy. I don't know how you would turn it into a franchise. I don't know if it would be the game just from different group groups' perspectives. Or whether there'd be, I don't know, a different game made by the same manufacturer, or I think you could you could do a lot of you could do it in a lot of different ways. Mm. I just hope that if they ever do it, that they do it well, and they had like the same writer because I think the script was really good. Then the director definitely had a did well with the space that they had. Hmm. Do you mean the sort of physical space? I mean, the sort of almost single location? Yeah, definitely, like, uh, just in that house and the the way that sort of, like, mapped around in different rooms and, like, the direction that they gave to the, the actors as well. Because if you don't give uh, good directions to actors, like, it's a bit... It becomes a bit naff. <laughs> cool. But, yeah, definitely recommend it. So, I'm not, um, so it's on Amazon Prime for free if you want to watch it. But, yeah, uh, definitely look into it. 
Like, give it a watch. Like I said, in groups, on your own, as a couple. And wasn't that a lovely little episode? If our listeners like to hear us on other platforms, you can find us on Podbay, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and of course Spotify. And it's always appreciated if people would like to review us on any of those platforms. You can also find our social media with Slasher App, Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to, you can always help us out on Patreon. It's under patreon.com slash caffeinated underscore monsters. Our Patreon is only £3 a month. You have access to watch parties each month. A shout out for the episodes as well. And we also like to give a little message to you as well to say thank you for helping us out. So for £3 a month you get all that. On Patreon you can also enjoy seasonal episodes from the spooky Halloween season to the enjoyable St Patrick's Day. And of course the special Pride Month where we get to enjoy the LGBTQ plus community episode as well. You can also buy our merch on Redbubble which is um, redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash caffeinated M. But if you're not a huge fan of Redbubble we do have a spreadshirt store. So if you go to caffeinated-monsters- podcast.myspreadshirt.co.uk you can enjoy some merch show some love remember to watch plenty of horror films and let us know if you find any really interesting ones you'd like us to review